0: Hey, welcome to the Junto Show. I'm Lance, and I'm woke with jokes.
1: Hey, I'm Johnny. I spend all my time researching product creators. Ah, and I'm Beau. Um, I'm 100% pure. <laughs> <laughs> there you go.
2: Pure Trump's, what? Trump's favorite. <laughs> uh- <laughs>
0: Oh, man. Hey, so uh, welcome back. We're back to the Junto Show, giving you guys some good old, clean American entertainment for your ear holes.
1: Pretty sure we have an explicit tag on our <laughs>
0: podcast.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, I think we do, don't we?
0: Yeah, we do. Because uh, Johnny said balls on like, the second episode. I did <laughs> so now we not can't get to China. Not. <laughs> that was not me. Basketballs. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: They're very against uh, spheres <laughs> <laughs> spheres of influence. Please go visit patreon.com slash junto show. It's a site where we uh, collect your money. Thank you.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and if you go to our uh, Patreon, you get access to premium episodes and premium content, including the episode that we taped for you today, where we talk about whether or not Facebook should censor political ads, uh, and if that's a good idea or not. So it's a hot button issue, and I think uh, you'll find our, if you enjoy this content, you'll find that content (coughs) sickeningly good.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully not allergically good. (laughs) All right, so what's going on with you guys? Bo, what did you visit today? Uh oh yeah. I went to a um so I am I'm always looking into the next big thing and uh um, to exercise, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh and also recently I've been watching this one YouTube channel. And it's a bunch of, I would say, probably rednecks fighting in their backyard. It's called Street Beefs. Ah, uh, Yes, backyard wrestling. Backyard wrestling. The, the hottest new thing. I don't know if you've seen it. Yeah, like 95. 95, yeah. But it is it is wildly entertaining. All it is is it's a bunch of overweight fat dads punching each other in the face. It is so much more entertaining than like regular boxing and mm-hmm. fighting.
0: Um, yeah, Kimbo Slice got started. Essentially, that's where Kimbo <laughs> Slice So
2: that would be like the scariest person to get in that ring with. But so I watched that and that got my bloodlust going. <laughs> <laughs> and so I have decided that I'm going to try maybe going to a, a boxing gym. So I went and checked one out today. So I went to this place, um, the Fighting Edge. I'll, I'll shout them out. And I walk in and it's just a bunch of like 12-year-olds and 15-year-olds. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not too sure about this. Hey. But there is one guy there that he's uh, a, an aspiring professional boxer. So And he was very large and muscular and he could probably... Uh, you know, punch really hard. So. But,
1: uh, uh, Bo, don't be intimidated with those 12 year old kids, man. I'm sure you can take them. <laughs>
2: well,
0: yeah. I, I, I wouldn't fight a 12 year old pro boxer. That's for Hampshire. <laughs> yeah. so <laughs> I wouldn't fight a 12 year old girl pro boxer. <laughs> I, th-
1: <laughs> I think I'd love to see that. I would pay good money to see Bo get in a ring with a professional 12 year old boxer.
2: Nah, man. They got, if, if he's professional, then he knows he's quick. And he can dip and he duck and dodge. And yeah, he'll he'll yeah. trick
0: you into going and, go and bobbing, hitting when are yeah. supposed to weave, and then he'll catch, catch you in the chin. Yeah. <laughs> I'm
2: not saying
1: who wins. I'm just saying I would pay
2: good money to see this. Oh yeah, I want to watch it. Oh, oh, yeah. And the thing is, you know, right now when I punch, I punch like a you know like a woman slapping a purse. <laughs> get, get out of here! It's like you're swatting a ladybird <laughs> yep, off yep. your uh, your chihuahua. You know, and I'm like jab, jab. <laughs> cross you know so i'm hopefully uh, i'll go there get some exercise uh, get some uh, frustrations out maybe learn to punch a little bit hopefully you don't announce your punches before you do it yeah <laughs> left
1: left hook <laughs> dodge dip you know
2: speaking of
0: like pro fighters being you know legit good at fighting i saw a video of like some some uh, uh, it said an ex-pro boxer was like at one of these i think the hong kong protest or something like that yeah. and he was like fighting the cops who had the riot shield on he was fighting like four of them and beating their <laughs> beating them up i believe it and i was just like man like the training for being a boxer is really, like you're beating a guy with a shield and a helmet on <laughs> with <Yeah>. your hands <laughs> yeah and winning oh man so johnny was anything
1: new with you what is new with me um i feel like i should have something prepared for that question <laughs> if you don't it's fine <laughs> no not much i'm still waiting for uh 2020 to come around. Oh. No wow. new travel plans? Why 2020? 2020. Uh, the new uh, Captain Picard TV show. Oh. <laughs> all right. Well. <laughs> good luck with that.
0: And uh, for me, um, let's see what's new here. I'm just happy to be back on the podcast, and I've got some news for you guys. That's what's new. Okay. And so I'm going to go ahead and introduce the show. Okay. Uh, you're listening to The Junto Show, and The Junto is a club Benjamin Franklin found it way back when America was great. The purpose of the Junto was to debate questions of morals, politics, and natural philosophy. Our show's not quite that stuffy, but here and there, we stumble upon something profound between the geeky jokes. All right, so today is Wednesday, what is this, October? October 23rd, 2019, and that comes first. That's yours flying by, is yeah? <laughs> it? It does. It really has. Are you guys dressing up for Halloween, doing anything Halloween God, related? I hope
1: not. If I can get out of it, I would love it. Yeah, I don't like dressing up at all.
0: So uh yeah, no 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 dress up plans. Are you doing anything for Parker? Is he walking around? Yet? He
2: he is walking and he's kind of talking. Is um, it trick or treat? Too yeah, young for this or no? We did trick or treat his first year. That was that was uh, hit or miss, you know. You can't really go out that late. Um the one thing that I'm going to try to do this year is they do things called like trick or trunk. And so <laughs> you go to a um like almost like a parking lot and people will put uh, they open up the trunks and they'll just put candy out. I feel like that's them. exactly what
0: my mom told me to never go, off, go off to like taking candy from some guy's trunk.
2: Well, it's like a, it's, it's, it's not like, I thought it should be trunk or treat. That's so stupid. Yeah. Trunk <laughs> or treat. Oh. I think that's it. Okay. Right. <laughs> All right. Not trick or trunk. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the bad one. <laughs> I'm going to trick or trunk. <laughs> uh, <laughs> or you trick or you get the trunk. And so, uh, we'll, I'll, I'll try to take him there. I think this year I'm going to try to dress him up as a cowboy. Um, Although, I'm I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, he likes horses. So, every time he sees a horse, he goes, horse, horse, horse. So, be a oh, cowboy. Awesome.
1: That's great. Well, when, when he's done with that uh, costume, let me borrow it, because I'm pretty sure me and Parker are the same size. <laughs> well, the, the thing, though, is, like,
2: with the, the cowboy stuff, I was like, well, you know, it's getting fall. So, I bought him some boots and some jeans and a shirt. And it's basically like a fall fall outfit, but you have a cowboy hat. Like
0: cowboy boots? Yeah. I think you need a vest. It's for regular wearing, not for a costume?
2: Yeah, people wear cowboy boots for regular stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's a thing
0: But I feel like It's a thing I mean Yeah my dad wears cowboy boots All the time yeah. too And I had some guys tell me To start wearing them Because the ladies like them But it's a weird thing and it, But like you don't wear cowboy boots So why would you put your boy In cowboy boots
1: I don't I mean it's How just How you like, know Bo doesn't wear cowboy boots I don't wear Because I'm boots, one of Bo's no. closest
0: friends And I've never seen him yeah. In anything but uh, Sneakers and stuff. Sneakers and sandals
2: Yeah <laughs> So I, I don't know <laughs> I'm thinking that he might, if he likes wearing the cowboy boots, I'd take him out like, pump, like picking up pumpkins or something for Thanksgiving or something like that. Okay. All right. Sounds
0: good. All right. So we're going to go ahead and get uh, into our first segment here. Uh, Hot Take News.
1: Good evening. I'm Ron Burgundy, and this is what's happening in your world tonight.
0: For our first story in the Hot Take News, hate to talk about it, but we have to address the, uh, the elephant in the room, uh, President Trump and all the craziness that he's doing. So mm-hmm. I think one of the crazier things is happening that I think is worth talking about on the junto is that when uh, his chief of staff, acting chief of staff, Mick Mulvaney, did his last press conference and admitted to several crimes on the air, it, he also announced that the G7 group of international world leaders that happens uh, annually in some place in, in, in one country or another of the seven world leaders is going to be in America, and it's going to be held at Trump's one of Trump's uh, properties that he owns. which is a clear violation of the anti-bribery portion of the United States Constitution.
2: The Emoluments Clause.
0: Yes, the Emoluments Clause of the Constitution. So, uh, one, that's wild and crazy. They said he was going to do it a while back, and then everybody said, that's a wild, crazy thing to do. You can't do that. That's a clear violation of the Constitution.
1: Which he since walked back, by the way. Yeah.
0: Which he since walked back. So my question is, does the fact of him walking it back make it, like I think if he had if he went through and did it, that would clearly be an impeachable offense. It's a clear violation of the Constitution, and so I'm like, the fact of him not doing it, even though it's a thing that he legitimately was trying to do, is that not enough? Like, does it does it become un does it become no harm, no foul since they
1: didn't do it, or is it still a problem? I I, I say there's harm, there's a foul. I'm not going to worry about impeaching that. But that that thing is already in works and we discussed this previously before where I'm good with sticking with the Ukraine uh, topic for impeachment and sticking with that one only I don't need to pile on more topics to this thing one is all it takes to impeach somebody what
0: if he did something horrible then like that, that the, the this the the emoluments thing is bad all right but what if he did something really really bad does that not get added to
2: he just wouldn't stab somebody
0: yeah yeah I'm just yeah. wondering sure so does that does that get added on or does that become the new thing
1: uh, it becomes a uh, double impeachment. So yeah, okay. So that's
0: a. I did read I, an article I, before that was like, should we? It, the article was like, impeach him multiple times for yeah. uh, for everything he's doing. Yeah. Okay. So
1: that 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 would be my approach. Just off the cuff thinking, like, you know, if he goes out there to shoot somebody on what, was it Fifth Avenue, mm-hmm. right? That's clearly a worse violation because it's really right in your face. Let's say there's footage of it. Like, you just do that one. Just just do that. Get him impeached, Get him removed, and then get him in prison, and then be done with it. But if for some reason that didn't work out, then okay, let's do the Ukraine one, I guess. It fall back yeah. on yeah. Okay, so so do you think it's no harm, no foul since
0: they said they weren't gonna do it, or is the fact of them floating it as as a real policy, this was like the chief of staff saying he was it's been approved already, but then you can like just walking it back, does that absolve them of any culpability of the in the problem?
2: No, I think that's kinda of like almost like conspiracy, right? Yeah. Yeah. So if I were to be like okay, so first of all, I don't think this is the only thing that's happened like this, right? So he has resort and then, you know, other world leaders and some of the state resorts and they just have these like ghost uh, bookings so they can, yeah. you know. The King of uh, Saudi
0: Arabia rented out the the D.C. property, for, like the top floor for like two months. <laughs>
2: yeah. And just like, you know, you know, pays them to do whatever. And then, you know, Trump now has owes favors. You know, I, I would think that, you know, in contrast, if you were to do this with any other crime, right, say you're going to do it, right, uh, my favorite one, I'll pick murder, right? I say I'm going to murder <laughs> you, Right. I mean it. I really mean it. Yeah. And then I'm Why you and then everybody's like, "Hey, say <laughs> that. You shouldn't murder. You shouldn't murder me." And I'm like, "Okay. I guess I'm not going to murder you." You know, hmm. that's I would still say that's harm. harm and foul.
1: Yeah, but yeah. not not as harm as I'm going to convict you of murder. I'm going to convict you of like that, uh, threatening. Probably yeah. conspiracy is probably yeah. the actual thing. It's it's like that thing where you uh you talk to the
0: hitman to kill your... Oh, bless you. You talk to the hitman to kill your husband and your You're wife. allergic to something. Yeah. But it's an undercover cop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, you don't... Yeah. I don't think you get, like, life in prison for that, but you definitely get, like, in pretty big trouble for yeah, it.
2: Yeah, you get better than a slap on the wrist.
1: So, uh, real quick, though, since you mentioned uh, Mick Mulvaney and the uh, quid pro quo confession that he did, um, I do want to caveat and say, so, not in the context of Mick Mulvaney or what he said, right? But just in general, I think... When I think of the United States bargaining or negotiating with another country, yeah, you always do a a trade, right? You always say, hey, I will give you this if you give me that, or vice versa where, hey, I don't like your behavior, other country, so I'm going to withhold this from you. I think that's all fair game. The only key point is doing it for the national interest versus doing it for the personal interest. I think that's a big difference here where mm-hmm. that seems to be getting lost I think my. The I crux, think it's
0: purpose, purposely they're trying to muddy the waters. Well, maybe
1: it. they are, but I think my analysis, my observation of the general public, is like I could read that Ukraine transcript. Another person, let's say a Republican, could read that, like a, just a normal Republican citizen, right? Mm-hmm. Reads that same transcript and sees no wrongdoing, right? So I think it comes down to the fundamentals of we're both reading the same exact thing They don't think is wrong because i don't think they make the the uh, the delineation between for the national interest versus for the personal self
0: yeah well that's motivated reasoning too though so i mean i don't put much stock in somebody who has a vested interest in not believing something or not seeing something not believing it it's like science the 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 scientists hired by BP look at the same climate change data and then say, oh, you know, well, there's no climate change to worry about. I'm just like, okay, yeah, well, it doesn't well, give it equal I don't credence.
1: Know. I, I think you're uh, assigning a much more of a uh, nefarious motive. When, when the BP company hires their own researchers to look at it, that's a nefarious motive there. I'm talking about like a general citizen that's Republican and is trying to just make a educated opinion and stance on, on the matter. I think it's because that's what's getting lost.
0: Yeah, but I'm just saying, I, I think that they're not inclined to believe anything bad, so they're going to see the thing and then just write it off. I mean, I've had conversations with these people, so like they're either going to like be obtuse about it or write it off as no big deal
1: I for the most part. I, I'm not disagreeing with you. There's no data behind my assertion here, but I would, I, I would be curious if we actually had that transcript and did like a test audience and said, hey, let's imagine Obama said this or another... Random president that you don't know the affiliation said this. Do you think this is right or wrong? And see what happens then. Okay, because that would be an interesting. Case. Well, I
0: mean, so I don't have the data for this particular topic, but there has been lots of other empirical things where, like, when you change the 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 party of the the person in power, when you prime them, then their opinions of things should, like flip one eighty. So basically, totally. the, the, the opinion of the, the 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 easiest one to talk about is the opinion of the economy. Like the second that Trump got elected, Republicans' opinion of the economy improved by like 20 points. Yeah, And like it clearly didn't change, you know, in the month between when he was elected and when he got inaugurated. So it's just like, you know, it's it's that everything filters through your political lens.
1: Yeah. So you can't really say what's what
0: for the most part. But also, this is pretty obvious. (laughs) All right. So uh, next topic here Uh, for the first time in U.S. history. Uh, United States billionaires paid a lower tax rate than the working class last year. You guys see this or hear about this? I did not. All right, so there was a uh a big new study titled "The Triumph of Injustice" ah. by economists Emmanuel Saez and Gabriel Zuckman of the University of California,
2: Berkeley. That's you know that wasn't on my Facebook feed. That's strange. Hold on, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> Why would it be? Why? Well, it's not. It's a. <laughs> That's the whole joke. It Facebook, is
1: Facebook is screening the <laughs> yeah. good stuff out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anything hate on billionaires? <laughs> so Zuckerberg's
0: like, I do not believe this content is going to be beneficial for your Facebook experience. Yep. Enjoy this picture of your niece. <laughs> <laughs> so it says um, uh, the analysis of Americans' effective tax rates since the 1960s. It finds that in 2018, the average effective tax rate paid by the richest 400 families in the country was 23% a full percentage point lower than the 24.2% paid by the bottom half of all American households. It said that the it was exacerbated by the uh, Tax Cut Act that they passed recently. So it's just like poor people and the mega-rich billionaires are paying the exact same tax rate when it's supposed to be a progressive tax system just because of all the loopholes and all the stuff like that. It's uh, trash. Yeah. And like in the 60s, it used to be like an 80% uh, top tax rate or something like that. And it's like down to 23 now. And then all of a sudden we have all these budget loopholes and everything's crappy and we can't afford to do anything because the millionaires are paying the first share.
1: And that's surprising to me at all, so. Yeah. Good thing or bad thing? Obviously bad. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> right. I don't know. I think you need... Uh, Did you have any articles in there about like uh, Japan robots nannies or something? There was an article about a
0: police cop. <laughs> I mean, a police robot that didn't do anything. <laughs> 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 it was like, looked like a, a big R2-D2 trash can. All right, so I uh, just wanted to put that on everybody's radar. Oh, okay. So I do have articles about China that... So the, uh, China's been cracking down on dissent of everybody that's going on right there. So yep. you hear about the LeBron James issue. Mm-hmm. And uh, here's one that I thought was interesting. So there's a competitive professional eSports player known as Blitzchung. He had just won a game uh, for the oh, – yeah. he had just won a tournament in her, this game called Hearthstone. I think my friend in Chicago plays that. Hearthstone. Hearthstone. Uh, and he went – so he went on a Taiwanese broadcast to do a post-match interview after he had just won. I think he won $10,000. So he appeared on screen in a gas mask and goggles, typical of the demonstrators in Hong Kong, and uh, he said, "Liberate Hong Kong, revolution of our age," in Mandarin. And then the he was supposed to collect ten thousand dollars in award money, but Blizzard, the game company behind Hearthstone, basically took away his his prize money because they had or they're in big business with China and like don't want to be on the wrong side of them, and like took away his ten thousand dollars. That's crazy.
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean. They uh they have a large presence in in China, I would say I don't agree with it, but uh, it's not like you don't see it coming, you know.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. There's so much going on. I just hear about so many like uh I think Nike had an issue with them with China too, and like South Park did a whole episode about like a uh, Chinese influence right? going on yep. too much.
1: And, so so who do you let's say in that example, um I don't know, hate on more, China or Blizzard? Blizzard. Really? I mean well I think Blizzard has a uh
2: they're a multinational company, right? And mm-hmm. if they're gonna oh cow to Cal-town to a you know, a totalitarian regime, just be like, screw you Blizzard. Yeah.
0: I mean that's it's bad, but at the same time the source of it too is like you're you're you're, you're tackling the symptom and not the, the 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 what's the
1: opposite of the symptom? Do, 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 the disease. Do, do you hate on the person blackmailing or the person who succumbed to the blackmail? The blackmailer, for sure. Well, b- both probably, but like... Um, yeah,
2: but I can't directly hate on China. I can directly not? hate on Blizzard.
1: They'll take away your prize money. Why don't you hate on directly China?
2: Well, like, wh- what am I going to do? I guess I can just not buy anything from China. Right? Mm, it's probably tough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that would be the one way to do it, right? You Anything that comes out of China and then you just be like, generic boycott. Sure,
1: why not? Yeah. I mean, that would be one way to do it. But why not? Like, Is that why you don't hate on China more? Because uh, the impact in my life of buying made-in-China products is rough? No. I don't even know what gets made in China right. that's in my exactly. life. Exactly. So so why did you default to hating on Blizzard first?
2: Because I know that... They I'm just saying that's kind of cold. <laughs> 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 I get it. It's a, That's a Dairy Queen joke, right?
0: <laughs> Are we at the level where we should be doing something? Do you think?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. my my general question was just simply of the two, who do you hate on more? I'm surprised you hate on Blizzard more. I like, don't, slightly, don't I hate slightly. on Blizzard more, but I can I can effectuate my hate on them.
0: I think uh, Johnny makes a good point with boycotting generic Chinese products, which I guess is probably at some point boycotting some company because nothing's made by the Chinese government per se that we buy. Well, like iPhone is made by the Chinese government. <laughs> it's made by
2: well, it, it's I think it's a roundabout way, kind of in, made by state. F- Subsidized uh, companies. Okay. Right. And so you could say that, you know, this company A is subsidized by China so that they can have a competitive advantage. You know, then you don't buy that from the company. You're hurting the Chinese state. Yeah.
0: Well, I don't know. It's, uh, it's a tough out there. So I say be on the lookout for those types of things and do yeah. your Googling and uh, viva la Revolution. Just be safe. <laughs>
1: avoid China made products, avoid Blizzard games, and avoid Dairy Queen.
0: Unless Blizzard makes some cool game that you really like, in which case, we'll allow that one. No. Just-
1: <laughs> for all of us here at News Center 4, I'm Ron Burgundy. You stay classy, San Diego.
0: And that's the High Tech News. We'll be right back. After this.
1: All right. Welcome back, everybody. It is time for the Captain's Ready Room.
2: First Officer Bo reporting.
1: Science Officer Lance on deck. Thank you guys. Uh, welcome to the preferred place where the Captain can hold private discussions and or receive classified communications. So today, guys, we're gonna play a game. All right. Ah, the Captain game saw. <laughs> yeah. I was say, Do you want to play a game? <laughs> 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 Rosy cheeks. <laughs> so the game is called. You might have heard of this. I I hadn't heard about this before. But the dollar auction. I've, like uh, I've only seen those
0: websites, but that I've I've I think seen are penny camps. auction. Oh yeah, penny auction. Yeah. Yeah. It
1: might be roughly the same thing. So the idea is okay. I am holding a dollar bill, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, you two can bid on this dollar bill. Start Bids start at five cents. Okay. And you got to go in increments of five cents. Okay. Right? But here's the catch. Right? The person who didn't win the auction, the second runner-up, still has to pay me. Oh, interesting. Okay, okay. let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, here we go. I got a dollar a bill. Right. <laughs> All right? I got a dollar a bill. Okay. Bo, how much did you bid to buy this dollar?
2: Okay, so let me let me get the math right. right. If, if uh, for example... If I say fifty cents, uh-huh. and then Lance goes no more, and then uh, Lance has to pay fifty cents, I pay fifty cents, but no, I no. get the dollar.
1: Oh, if if Lance had bid forty-five cents and you say I'll bid fifty cents, oh, is, okay, and, but it's and, and, only it's only one bid though.
0: Is that the trick? It's not. It's, it doesn't go back and forth.
1: It goes back and forth. Yes, keep huh. keep going back and forth. I mean, right? Five, not, 20, but, not
0: twenty. Not twenty. i do Not know. <laughs> okay. But
1: you're just saying the loser still has to pay me. Okay. 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 All right. Okay. So I got a dollar bill here. Mm-hmm. Bo, start the bid. Dollar.
0: Okay. I I'll mean, that's I'll probably the right t- answer. Yeah, then it I go, probably okay. is right. Zero,
2: you win. Right. So, let's see. Uh, okay. Um, I'm trying to think because there's a strategy, right? So I I, that's I, it's <laughs> I minimize. I want to minimize. This is 2,000-year-old question. I'll say five cents. Last. ten cents. Ten cents, <laughs> Bo. Um, twenty-five cents. Final offer, thirty cents. <laughs> I win. <laughs> okay. So what is
0: uh? Yeah, what's the trick? What's the yeah. actual trick to it? Because I I really do think that the the one dollar <laughs> opening bid is a genius.
1: Okay. <laughs> and then we just serious. go on about our lives. <laughs> the idea is, um, yes, keep going. Theoretically, right? Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. get to a point where, um, let's say, Bo, you bid ninety-five cents. Yep. Right, and Lance was at 90 cents, right? So Lance is thinking like, oh man, Bo's going to win this. I'm going to have to pay 90 cents and I get nothing for it. Okay. I might as well bid a dollar, right? Mm-hmm. At least a dollar for a dollar is the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. So now Bo's thinking, well, now I'm out 95 cents. I might as well bid a dollar and five cents because I'll get the dollar and I've only lost five cents versus losing 95 cents and it, and it keeps on going, oh, Okay, right? So it will escalate to a point <laughs> And it also demonstrates the notion of sunk cost, where at some point when you're out, whatever eighty ninety cents, mm-hmm. it's lost money, it's it's gone already. So I think you had to somehow put your emotions aside, and just uh, you know just um, accept that it was a loss. I think once it get, once like
0: once I go back and forth with a guy up to like seventy five cents, I'm like okay, well this mf is not going to give up, so like I just need to cut cut my uh, my losses here. I can see it in his eyes that he's got the the greed.
2: <laughs> yep, <laughs> greed flows in <through> my veins. <laughs> yeah. So, so is the the idea is when to let go of sunk costs? Yes,
1: right. Yes, when to let go of the emotion of sunk costs too, because sunk costs, I think, also has some sort of like emotional value mm-hmm. yep. with it. You know. Yep. And so that kind of leads to the bigger question, which is how do you make decisions when there is clearly emotions tied behind almost every decision we make in life.
0: Hmm. I think you have to maybe go to an impartial third party, or like a the the great philosopher,
2: <laughs> Hammurabi. No, 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 crap, no. crap. Like
0: the, like the like the great philosopher Harvey Dent uh, advises: you flip a coin <laughs> <laughs> and then make your decisions in, in that way. Mm.
2: Well, so I think that you know an impartial person uh, has to make decision, but I think this is kind of where the um, the key to understanding the value of things. Mm-hmm. Kind of comes into play, right? So, you know, I think a lot of this stuff kind of comes into fruition when you're talking about, like, let's say, um, some guy has to fix up a house or something like that, right? Yeah. And he's, he really wants to live in this area and this house, but it's going to cost him like $60,000 to fix a house up. Um, and he'll, he will never ever recoup that cost, right? And so, you know he has to value like his emotional want in the house versus the $60,000 or, or something
0: like that. Well, I contend that um and this is a, another thing I was trying to 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 sneak in so I think I'm glad you gave me an in here. That that guy's emotional want for that house does have value. Yes, it so does. Maybe too. not $60,000, but I think that it is not necessarily a be- wrong for him to factor in how much he will enjoy having the house versus like the actual numerical value on the house. And so, like, even in the the dollar auction uh, gambit, there is a a value to me not letting you beat me in this auction. So maybe I'm willing yeah. to pay an extra twenty five cents on the dollar for that. Yeah. And, and there have been studies that that show that, like, um, it's similar game where it's like, okay, so uh, there's a, a dollar, and um, either either you can get fifty cents, you and I can get fifty cents, mm-hmm. or like I can get. Or you can get seventy cents and I'll get thirty cents, and then we both end up with more money. Mm-hmm. But like people will not choose to get to to give themselves thirty cents and let the other person get seventy cents because they feel that they got screwed. So they'd rather get nothing than to let the other person you know get a, a hand up on them.
2: Oh, really? Yeah, that's see. That's, I would think that it would be the other way around. Like, so let's say we go to the dollar thing, and I say you know it's kind of like the prisoner's dilemma or something. I say, okay, you know I'll do fifty cents, right? And you do, I don't know, 55, or I do 55 cents, you do 50 cents, right? And I'll give you the extra 45 cents out of it. And that way you're only out five cents in total.
0: Uh, I think that's a different thing. So it was basically like, okay, so you we both come in with with zero money. And then there's an opportunity for you to either get uh seventy, thirty of this dollar, and as long as you, we both agree to it, and then most people will not agree to let the other person get more money than them. They'll just say no deal whatsoever, and then we both leave with yeah. zero, with zero
1: money. Yeah. So I I just heard this uh, story a friend of mine was telling me about how, a s- similarly like a, a role playing type uh, scenario like this. Okay. Where let's say each of us are, or or uh, is a rail, uh, is like a subway transit company. Okay. Right. Kill the family. <laughs> <laughs> and and what, what we can do here okay, is was to kill the fat guy. <laughs> is set the uh, ticket prices to ride our trains, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so there's clearly an optimal solution where all three of us can get the most amount of money from our customers without gouging them too high or undercutting too low. Because then, you know, because my prices may affect your prices, obviously, mm-hmm. and vice so wait, versa.
0: So we're three guys who own three
1: different rail companies. Three yeah. different rail companies okay. all competing in the same area. Right. Okay, right. So there, there is a price point that's optimal for all three of us, mm-hmm. right? Um, so anyways, in the story, uh, the guy is telling me how it got to a point in the negotiation that one of the players took it so seriously that she actually ended up like just losing her own company on purpose just to spite <laughs> the other person. Because somehow the act of the, negotiate, the role-playing negotiation, like something happened where that person was offended enough, like, no, screw it. I'll burn my whole company down just so you don't make money either. Okay, so yeah. it, it's it's the value of fairness,
2: you know. So yeah. if 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 we don't treat each other fair, then, you know, sunk costs and...
1: I'm not even fairness, but it's just like emotion. spite kicks yeah. in, revenge, wherever, wherever stuff kicks in. Like They you say get, they say get, that's
0: the reason why there's a CVS and a Walgreens on every opposite <laughs> corner. is because the two guys who own those companies hate each other. So they, whenever the, one of them builds a company, I the, sure that the one. other guy puts <laughs> one up to screw them screw him over.
1: Uh-huh, okay, well, well okay. it's like the opposite <laughs> we just talked about how that the person who put $60,000 um, in their home, even though they'll never recoup the cost because it brings them joy, is the other way around. It's like, for the principal issue, I will screw myself over so hard just to get back at you. Okay. you know. Okay. So clearly, emotions affect our decisions and the only question is how do we mon- monitor that so that in the end we do look back at our decisions and say, yes, that was worthwhile or dang it, my emotions took over and I made a bad decision. I, I made an impromptu purchase then I, I now regret. What do you, what's the right answer? Oh, so the right answer. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for asking, uh, Instant Lance or Science Officer Lance. I like,
0: yeah. Saying? look at me, you see an instant, huh? That's yeah, Okay. That's is it like
1: a private? Right. Right. I, it feels low. It feels too low for my. It experience. is pretty low. I'm sorry, but t- if it helps, Bo is the bartender in 10 forward <laughs> <Yep. laughs> So the uh, the thing is, when uh making decisions, think about our feelings as symptoms of our emotions right so it's like dealing with any sickness when we're sick right you need to get to the root cause i.e the emotion rather than just the symptom i.e the feeling right okay. so don't give in to the feeling think through what that feeling is representative what emotion that represents hmm. and then attack that emotion not the feeling all right attack all right yeah fire the photon torpedoes <laughs> at that feeling <laughs> but box it with yep. your so
2: <laughs> the the optimum person to be is mark zuckerberg robot, robot. <laughs> robot. <laughs> robot. <laughs> everything is ones and zeros that person yep.
0: well it's funny because he well, he made facebook to get back at some girl that hated on him right or that's what the movie said i guess
2: yeah so. all right, there you go so, all right. so
0: yeah let the let the hate run through your veins <laughs> 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 to, to the billions of dollars
1: <laughs> all right folks we'll be right back with our uh, next segment Transfer
2: of data is complete. Welcome back to the Junta Show. I'm Bo, Lance. Johnny. And now it's time for our world famous and always intriguing pop culture segment. Mm. Uh, I can't wait. Uh, Woo! Where Johnny tells us about Netflix and Lance <laughs> tells us, well, you have uh, kind of a smattering mm-hmm. of taste so today will be mostly books books <laughs> right well I'm always interested in books
1: so Lance Ugh. what books that's like the one section of Entertainment Weekly I always skip <laughs> <laughs> you read Entertainment Weekly <laughs> <laughs> well that's interesting alright so um, that, that, that that that's a laughable comment I don't know Entertainment Weekly <laughs> like why <laughs> oh you know what I have seen them on your on your yeah and by the way the most ridiculous thing nowadays is Entertainment Weekly is now monthly <laughs> I, I, and it's still called Entertainment Weekly yes. That's funny That's Yes funny. It's like <laughs> I right. thought that was a bad move On behalf of the company Or whatever Yeah,
0: I mean it's a print media Well like I said It's laughable to me That you read it at all <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. How's that laughable Like I love my Entertainment gossip I Not mean, like gossip
0: that, uh, The latest news And what's coming up I mean I read that stuff yeah, too yeah, It's, it's yeah. just a print publication I think like, I
2: always associate uh, Entertainment Weekly With toilets Ah yes Yeah It's always right next to the Toilet for some reason <laughs>
1: That's a good reason. Yeah. I think you know the reason. <laughs> <laughs> so why do we walk by into we weekly, I got a poop.
2: I get it. I get it. You know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. I'll go
0: ahead and <laughs> come back. All right. So uh, since our last episode, I forget. Did I talk about the book Fantasyland that I was reading? So I was read uh, Fantasyland, How America Went Haywire. So it was basically a book about how um, – I think I did talk about this, how uh, America's founding, the same instinct in America that let people uh, think there was going to be gold, that are going to become gold millionaires in California, is the same instinct that let them believe in snake oil salesmen and also the various um, hucksters and fake news that uh, propagates. It's like, none of this is new. Americans have been idealistic and uh, gullible, basically, the entire time. Okay, That's interesting. Then I also read um, American Wife. A novel by, I believe, a woman named Curtis Sittenfeld, and it was just a gorgeously written book. So it's basically the story of a first lady of a fictional American president, and it's like her life story from childhood until <clears throat> excuse me, basically like the second term of, or her being the first lady that we all know and love. So basically, and it's a fictionalized story, but it's just really, really w- well written. The author has really good insights into human nature and observations about things like and then you know it's written from a woman's perspective so I learned some different things about like the way a woman would uh, interpret different scenarios and like in her college times when she went through
1: so, stuff. so yeah do you have an example or a uh, or more of a description of why you would call it gorgeous which is very yeah. which is a very good adjective to use which kind of piqued my curiosity so the author
0: yes there was a scene where the the uh, the 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 character, the main character, she accidentally killed somebody, like in a car accident. And spoiler alert: c- killed somebody in a car accident. It's
1: a Gorgeous accident. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait! She claimed <laughs> diplomatic immunity
0: and ran back to the states. <laughs> yeah, what a weird story. Uh, she she killed somebody in the story, and then so when she was talking to somebody else later on, uh, I think she she was like date talking to somebody in the person who she killed's family. And she was. She said something to the, to the effect of she didn't know if she was being nice to them because she felt bad about what she did or because she didn't deserve to feel anything at all. Or something okay. something like that. It was like just nice little turns of phrases that that played on emotions. Mm. And, and it just really wrote the human condition well. I was like surprised at how well it was written because I, I heard the author gave an interview on some podcast and I put the book in my queue. So. Wow. Well, that book must have been lost on Zuckerberg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I, rec- I recommend that one, actually. Fantasyland right. by <laughs> Curtis.
2: No, it's not Fantasyland. That's American Wife.
0: American Wife. Sorry about that. Yeah, and uh, in my queue now, I've got the uh, the new book by Rachel Maddow, uh, Blowout, which is about the uh, oil industry in the world. That's mm. what I'm about to start reading. Okay. All right.
1: So, for me, I, uh, I'll i talk about two movies I've seen recently. Uh, Hustlers. So, this is a movie starring uh, Constance Wu Jennifer Lopez, Julia Stiles. It's inspired by the Julia uh, Stiles in it. Yeah, Julia she, Stiles. She was the she uh, no, no. She oh. was the uh, interviewer. Hmm. All right. Yeah. So the the, uh, the movie was inspired by the viral New York Magazine article. Uh, "Hustlers" follows a crew of savvy former strip club employees who band together to turn the tables on their Wall Street clients. Um, and here's a quote I I grabbed from a New York Times article. Yeah, they are loyal friends, devoted mothers comfortable with their bodies and their choices. So okay. I thought it sums it up pretty nicely. When I think about the movie though I was like you know I felt like it needed to explore that morality of the financial crisis a little bit more. Like like, like, here we are right on the uh, like on the surface of it you're thinking okay it's a stripper movie. Mm-hmm. That's um, why I wanted to see it. With, uh, with some uh, the uh, girl version of bromance in it. You know but Uh, upon viewing the movie it does address a deeper um, issue that was happening during the financial crisis and what it did to the people and what um, what happened to the folks at Wall Street or or rather the lack thereof Mm -hmm. right so you know so here's this glossy thing with a backdrop of something very serious that affected all of us Um, and I think in the end though the movie was trying to land um, hard with that point right so all I'm saying is like, yeah, the movie is well executed, but if you wanted that point to land harder, I think you should have dived into the conversation why that financial crisis hurt and why those Wall Street people got off the hook so easily.
0: Would that have felt fit in with the tone of the movie, you think, though? I
1: think it would have been easy enough to fit in there somehow. Okay. I think so. I think that the, the, the movie was well executed enough that they could fit in something in there. And uh, you're saying it was a good movie. Yes. Hey, good all song. right. All right. I watched it with a couple of female friends, and they were both raved about, my God, J-Lo looks impressive for her age. I think uh, for
0: for any age, but yeah, I guess especially yeah. for her age. For
1: her age. I was like, yeah, yeah I guess. Yeah. J-Lo's been a... Uh,
0: she's been around for a while. Yeah, and been beautiful the entire time. I've always liked J-Lo. Yeah.
2: Yeah. One day she's going to poof, and then she's going to turn <laughs> into like a troll or something <laughs> like that.
0: And I think J-Lo's going to be like 90, just
1: yeah, hot like Charo. <laughs> <laughs> And the other movie I'll quickly mention is uh, one of Lance's favorite, uh, Cold Pursuit. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> this one stars, <laughs> uh, this one stars uh, Liam Neeson and Laura Dern. It's about a grieving snowplow driver seeking out revenge against the drug dealers who killed his son. You know, so obviously there's a lot of hoopla around this movie. A while back when Liam Neeson was doing um, promotions for it and mm-hmm. he uh, he said how he'd kill a black, ma- black man, right? Uh, understood. Yeah. Yeah. The feelings of killing a black man. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: Good way to sell a movie. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, generate all
1: this stuff, controversy about it and stuff. You know, I'm like, man, all that for this movie, totally not worth it. So, I say, Liam, you should have just stayed home from the marketing rounds and just told them to replay the taken commercials. It would have done even better. Okay.
0: I didn't realize that he was a snowplow driver. Like, <laughs> yeah. I guess write your script out. Let that be a lesson to you out there if you, you uh, aspire to be a screenwriter. Just write your whatever your crappy thing is and put it out into the ether and somebody will buy it <laughs> they're yep. making murder snowplow movies out there
2: uh the snowplow driver should have been like fat overweight guy <laughs> i'd have been you know eating cheese curds <laughs> that name again
0: is mr plow <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> all
2: right now uh, what do you got bo uh so uh just like you lance books um so i finished sapiens and i'm back to so nothing new but i finished the book sapiens i finally finished i took some time off and uh, finish it. I, I I did like the middle part of the book. The ending kind of got more poetic and and although it's 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 well written, um, not a lot of content there that I would say is uh, very uh, like not going to make you smart or anything like that. But it, at the end or altogether, I would say near the end because it's uh. more of like. Uh, more of like a poetic like this is humanity has choices you know the beginning and middle
0: is reporting on facts and then the end is kind of like uh yeah yeah you know, and, what, and what there's you...
2: some there's some really the some of my favorite stuff was when he talked about the the rise of capitalism uh and how it kind of was uh really strengthened in your Europe, Europe where it started with like uh the Dutch eat and the East Indies and then it went to England and stuff like that and I thought that was all interesting because then it, he kind of talks about um, how Hong Kong came came about, and I thought that was really fascinating. It came about after there was opioid opioid wars, and then Britain came over and, and beat the snot out of China, and then they were like, "Well, we're just going to take over Hong Kong, <laughs> and we're going to still sell you op- opium." <laughs> <laughs> and so that's where Hong Kong Hong Kong came from. Um, and now I'm I'm back on uh, reading the Brothers Karamazov. And I started off poo-pooing the book because it starts so slow, and his writing style is not gorgeous. It's more matter of the fact. But as you, as I kind of get into the characters, and you kind of have to get to like the first six chapters of it, it's just it's kind of grueling. You kind of get into like how his writing style is, and you you start to appreciate it. And stuff like that. Is that Tchaikovsky? Dostoevsky, Dostoevsky. Yeah. Dostoyevsky. Uh, Dostoyevsky. Yep. How deep into it are you? Uh, I want to say about seven hours or so out of so, out of thirty three so yeah it's 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 quite a thick uh it's a it's a beefy book so I'm like i'm listening it. to it on the whole oh, entire way last <laughs> likes it thick yeah so <laughs> so so the good thing though is like you know you talk about like gorgeous writing and he has he has his own voice and style so he he talks about things like uh you know when he talks about women he's like and she was an imperious woman in the russian sort of sense the way that russian men loved him you know <laughs> and so you listen to it and you're like okay you know i, I mean i guess i get that but
1: so that's wow. That's just kind of his stuff. So I feel a little jealous and left out now. You guys have used the word "gorgeous" in your reading, I, both now.
2: Yeah. Well, it, if there there's some, so there's there's in different different writers have like a level of flowery language that they put in their stuff, and some writers they go really flowery, but the content doesn't match it, and that's frustrating. Or some writers they go no flower and you know maybe a little bit of content, and that's not that's not as appealing. But if you go with the just amount of flowery versus content, mm-hmm. then that's like the kind of writing
1: that I can listen to
2: for hours and hours on it. Yeah. So.
1: Okay. Uh, and uh, All right, folks. Well, that concludes our uh, segment for uh, pop culture. I hope you got some good takeaways and you guys can queue up uh, your next uh, list of movies there or books too, for those of you who actually read. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, the classy Kuto <laughs> <junto> show <laughs> listeners that we have
0: cultivated over these year <laughs> oh yeah
1: so speaking of uh, classy uh, cultivated uh, Junto listeners please check out uh, our com slash Junto show where you can please uh, contribute a buck or two to help us do what we uh, do here which yeah. is uh, great great content for you all yeah. be like yogurt
0: Let's See, be like yogurt hey, cult- uh, cultivate culture cultivate. culture have uh, the culture trying uh, to get to the <laughs> Greek part <laughs> okay.
1: yeah. Fruit, get- fruits on the bottom
2: Oh, that's even,
1: yep, that's what I was going for. <laughs> oh, man, see see this great
0: content that we give to you guys. <laughs> exactly. Uh,
1: you, you just had to slog through an hour's worth to get to that joke. <laughs> All yeah. right, so uh,
0: please leave us a five-star review in the Apple Podcast app. We appreciate that greatly. You can also leave us feedback on the website or on our social media at Junto Show Pod. We appreciate uh, you telling your friends about the podcast and spreading the word. It's how we grow. Uh, Until then, uh, thank you very much for being a listener of the World Famous Uto Show. I'm signing off. I'm Lance. I'm John. And I'm Bob. We'll see you next time.